Hi, this is Anita from the Global Trade Gal. Today in the business world, the terms disruptive or disruptive innovation can be thrown around quite a bit. You know, before his death, untimely death, I had the opportunity to personally hear a speech by Clay Christensen. Clay Christensen was a renowned American academic and business consultant. He was one of the most influential people who contributed to the theory of disruptive innovation. You know, but what exactly is disruptive innovation? You know, disruptive innovation was this term that Clay Christensen and his team coined in the 1990s. And it first wrote about it in his book, The Inventor's Dilemma. But a lot of times people, they sort of put disruptive innovation down as sort of like they say, okay, the simple formula, you start at the low end of the market, you move up. And while this has been the case, there's also been a lot of exceptions, you know, like the iPhone and Tesla, both of them prove that disruptive innovations can sometimes begin at the high end. You know, both iPhone and Tesla have been disruptive innovators, and they certainly were not at the low end of the market, but were at the high end of the market. You know, so, so many people wonder, you know, what does the terminology matter? After all, isn't it just a form of innovation? Is it, you know, good for progress? Well, true, but we must define disruptive innovation precisely to make the theory a practical and a model that we can be able to use. You know, one of the real world examples of disruptive innovation that I love is the example of Netflix versus blockbusters. And this is sort of like a textbook example of disruptive innovation. And if any of you are older like me, you probably remember blockbusters. In fact, the other day I was talking to a friend on the phone and he said, oh, I have to find another place to get my DVDs. And I said, why are you still watching DVDs? Well, there's certain shows I want to watch DVDs with that I can't find elsewhere. I said, have you really tried to look at Prime or other places to see if they have them? Oh, I haven't really. I said, well, you might want to because you might find that they have them. You know, where are the DVD stores these days or the video stores? You just don't find them at all because that, that is something which disruptive innovation has almost completely wiped out. And in some countries and cultures, it's completely wiped them out. They jumped from not never having videos or DVDs to going completely onto online streaming. So, you know, Netflix is a classic example where Netflix, you know, they began to disrupt first in the DVD home market and then with their delivery model, and then they moved to streaming, eliminating the need for physical stores. And they started doing on demand. And I remember back then people thought, oh, you know, will this work at all? You know, don't you want to go to the Blockbuster store? And that's kind of what Blockbusters thought, that everyone's going to want to come to their store. They're going to want to browse through the shelves. They're going to want to talk to the Blockbuster store manager on what are the new movies that you watched and here's ones we recommend. And is this any good or is this not good? And that they thought that's what people are still going to want. But the truth is that's not what people want. People want the convenience of the online or on-demand streaming in their own home. And, you know, in fact, what I do is a lot of times I read reviews if I want to know what other people think. I don't need to go to the Blockbuster store to find out what the Blockbuster person thinks. I can just go online, read the reviews, or I can start watching it and say whether I like it or not. And if not, then I go on to the next show. That really is what disruptive innovation was. So disruptive innovation, you know, is very important in today's world. And part of the reason why I'm talking about this in my podcast here on global trade is because disruptive innovation is and will continue to happen in the global trade. 
I believe that we'll start seeing a lot of things with AI, which will change the way global trade has been done. Or maybe we will be talking to a computer or we'll have such great computer programs, we won't need to talk to someone about where our shipment is. You know, that's all changing now. And I believe it's going to continue to change even more. Maybe we'll have some AI, which will help us to be able to really efficiently and effectively load containers. Maybe containers will start will suddenly everywhere throughout the world when they go into ports, they'll be completely scanned in. Everything will be automatic. Maybe you can go on a map. You can see exactly where it is, exactly what's happening, what the temperature is, what the weather is. I could see all those things happening one day in the global trade where it's more at the forefront and everyone in the global trade, that's part of what we do or part of what we see. But disruptive innovation refers to the process, you know, where in a smaller company with fewer resources manages to chat, challenge and establish an incumbent business successfully. So disruptive innovation, it can be redefined markets. And you know that's one of the first things that it does is it redefines the market. It changes the market. It changes the need for people have in the market. It makes the products more accessible. One of the things that disruptive innovation does is it really makes you know, more people can have the product. You know, today with Netflix costing, I think Netflix today just sent me a new uh, bill. They said, okay, for the U.S. customers cost 11, 11 or just under $12 a month. So for $12 a month, you get all these Netflix movies that you can watch. Well, you know, most people in the United States, if they can't afford anything else, can maybe afford Netflix to be able to stream and watch some TV. So that also enhances the consumer power. You know, I'm sure Netflix would love to say, like, we're going to move this up to 20 or $50 a month, but they're not able to do it because they know if they do it, people like me may just walk away and say, it's not worth it anymore. We don't want to pay that kind of money. You know, they raise it like a little bit of dollar. I think first it was $9. Now it's $11. If they keep raising it, I might say, well, I don't really want Netflix. You know, to be honest with you, I don't watch Netflix as much as I watch some of my things on Prime. So, you know, I might be one of those customers that say, hey, I don't really want the Netflix anymore. I don't need this anymore. I'll cut it out. And I've done that in the past. Honestly, that's one of the great things about these streaming services is there's been, you know, sometimes in the past I've said, I don't want it. I cut it out for a while. Maybe six months later, I decide to come back again. I think, you know, there's probably a lot of other customers out there. So it's really, you know, put the power in the hands of the consumer. The consumer can decide, do I want this or do I not want this? It accelerates technological processes. You know, because of Netflix and the streaming, it's made other streaming available on other platforms. So there's more, you know, technology has gone. It's, you know, fostered economic growth. The disruptive innovations fosters economic growth. And you can see where the growth has been happening in a lot of places, you know, what to have to do with online streaming. You know, most disruptive innovation proprietary sustainability, you know, electric cars like Tesla, you know, over gasoline powered industry. And even like, you know, maybe in some ways online streaming where, you know, you don't have the, you know, waste of the, you know, the plastic from the videos or the DVDs that were being made. It is more of a uh, sustainable type of viewing because you don't have the waste of the plastic DVDs. It breaks up monopolies because, you know, disruptive innovation, a lot of times it can break up different monopolies. So it, it, it hurts some of the bigger incumbents and it makes other people be able to come into it. It also, you know, causes change. There, there's change that's happening. You know, it also encourages lifelong learning that anyone that needs to understand that disruptive innovation means that you constantly need to be learning. You constantly need to be improving. 
it you know disruptive innovation can also improve the quality of life especially the quality of life for people who who maybe um, didn't have access to things before i think for example of youtube you know that um you know many people in the third world countries are able to learn things on youtube that without youtube they would not be able to learn so it becomes more of an equal playing field for for many people throughout the world it can you know stimulate investment it can be investors you know want to invest in these things and it can foster globalization. I have to say, like, you know, on YouTube the other day, I was watching a, um, a cooking show from Germany where this woman was showing me how she cooked some, you know, things with broccoli. So really, you know, there's this globalization that's been taking place where people around the world are able to show different things and we'll be able to see other parts of the world. We're able to maybe, in a sense, travel around the world through, you know, some of these online streaming platforms such as YouTube or Prime or, or Netflix or whatever it is that we're able to have, it's fostering better globalization around the world. If you'd like to be able to read more about what is disruptive innovation, we've written a blog about it. We'd love to have you, you know, read the blog and read more about it. I really personally love Clay Christensen. You know, he was one of the greatest business minds that, that you know, lived, you know, during this time period. And he really, really understood this. It's just sad that he, you know, you know, he passed away to, way too soon and was not able to give us more of his great wisdom on business. This is Anita from the Global Trade Gal. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate you, our listeners. We know without you, this would not be possible. We'd also like to thank our tech team, Rico. Thank you all so much. Mm-hmm.